This is B. And this is L. And this is episode 26 of season two of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to our new listeners. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends, take a screenshot of you listening to the pod and put it on your story, and we'll repost it on our Instagram, and you'll be entered into a weekly lottery to win a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast sticker. And of course, give us a follow on Twitter. If you DM us, you'll also get a free Not Your Girlfriend sticker. We're excited to announce our new sponsor of the podcast, dating app called Bounce. It's a new dating app currently in beta mode in New York City where you live match with someone and go on a date with them either that night or the next day. It's live for 15 minutes so make sure you know the next bounce time. We love this app promoting people to go out there and go on dates in real life. It's perfect for someone who's new to online dating and doesn't want to chat for a week before being ghosted since we've all been there. Use our podcast code GFPOD G-F-P-O-D when you sign up and you get your first bounce date drinks free. Link in our website. And that brings us to the first segment of our podcast Bounce in Review. Yes. So we both had the opportunity to trial bounce for a while. You've actually been on a bounce day, Elle. I have. So by try bounce, we mean that we've like actually just gone on and downloaded it and tried the app. It's a free app, so it's not like you need to pay for anything. However, one thing to note, because we both had a little bit of trouble when we were trying to download it at first, um, is that you have to search it. You have to search yeah. bounce. Um, what is it? Bounce dating app. Mm hmm on google and then that'll bring you to like a link where you can download it from the app store so we first found out about bounce after the episode we recorded with our friends r and j saturdays for the boys yep r was actually pressed for us to finish recording so that he could make the four the four thirty bounce time that day yeah and i really didn't get it at first because like what does it matter what time you're using a dating app yeah but a little bit like hq which i've never personally used but i know you have to all users log on at one time and yeah. you're all actively playing against each other is the same way bounce works where you're all live on the app so when you're viewing someone's profile you're not just viewing a deck of profiles when you're viewing someone's profile they are literally looking at your profile at the same time yeah which is a little like scary but also i think the rejection isn't so harsh because you're not like fantasizing about that person matching your children together like yeah. showing, showing all your friends right it's taking screenshots it's like okay if they don't like me then you know literally in the next one minute yeah you have one minute to look at their profile yeah and I've been on it a couple times to find a date and I actually haven't found one because <laughs> there's no like preferences you can put in no like height um kind of stuff like that like I don't know what else I care about really. yeah I mean the one thing that you can pick so when you go on at whatever you know the time is for bounce uh that day you can pick what neighborhoods in New York City you're willing to go on a date in. We spoke to the founder of Bounce, one of the founders, and she said that for the best results, you should select as many neighborhoods as you would reasonably be able to go to. Yeah. Um, so it's in beta. So again, if you're not in New York City, like, sorry for this long segment about Bounce, but we're here to review it. And I think a lot of our listeners are also from New York, but it's really cool that you can choose a neighborhood. I love that feature because you can choose like Upper East, Upper West. If you're downtown, you can choose downtown, like two neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. you know, so it's like a lot. It's basically everywhere in New York City you could possibly want to go on a date. You can you just choose a neighborhood and go on that date. Yeah. So first you sign up, create your profile, choose your neighborhoods. And then let's say it's a bounce time, like 430 in the case it was with R. And you go on, you're live looking at their profile. And if you both, there's a mutual interest there, you agree to go on a, a, a date literally that night or the next night. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about the app, too. I mean, it's kind of, like, scary when you're doing it in real time because you can't... I mean, if you're going to say yes to someone 
that's you saying not just like yeah i'll add them to my deck of potential dates for the future that's saying yes and if they mutually say yes to you too you guys are going on that date yeah you stop swiping you no longer can use the app right game's over uh there's no messaging up until 10 minutes before the date well so actually they changed that recently so when i did bounce it was maybe three weeks ago or so Mm -hmm. um but so you can, like, there is, like, a chat interface um, so that you can, you know, confirm with the person that you're good for that time or whatever. But, you know, so, okay, so basically, like, you're playing the game, right? So you swipe right on someone, they swipe right on you. And then it'll say, congrats, you know, you have a date at whatever time. So when I did it, I also swiped on a Saturday at 4.30. And then the date was for 7 p.m. that night. And it tells you when you're going on to play that, like, you know, what the swiping time is, what, like, the playing time is, and then what the actual date time would be so that it's something that you can actually make. Yeah, and they choose a bar within one of those neighborhoods that you selected. So for me, I was doing it in, like, downtown Brooklyn. So it said, okay, like, you have a map. Your date is for seven o'clock tonight at the bank. And then you have this like chat interface that pops up so that you can confirm, yes, seven o'clock's good for me, or you know, maybe I need to push it a little bit later, which was great for me because I'm always fucking late to everything. <laughs> so I was easily able to go in and say, hey, I'm definitely not gonna be able to make seven. Let's do 7:30. Um, and then I was also able to message him when I was still 10 minutes late for that and say, I'll be closer. <laughs> naturally, naturally. <laughs> and say, I'll be there in a few. Sorry. Yeah, but the, I guess they're trying to not get too honed in on the messaging and the getting to know someone before because I've been on a lot of dates where you are like, not even dates, like where we message a lot beforehand and then the chemistry just doesn't match up in real life. I think the real life chemistry, like you fucking know instantaneously. Oh, for sure. You know, and you know by the sound of the voice, you know, you know how they look, you know about like pheromones like all these like little kind of things you know you can only know by meeting someone in real life which is why I really like the concept of the app because it prompts people to get off like get offline and meet someone in real life yeah me too and like honestly for me that's the biggest reason why like I get bored and I stop using dating apps like that's why I like fall off with tinder I fall off with okcupid and every you know other main you know kind of app where it's this interface where you match and then there's an indefinite amount of time until you go on a date and yeah it's hard for people I think especially girls to do the asking too and to ask you like let's make a time let's make let's choose a place where this takes away all of the time and the places and you actually only go on the app when you already know you're in a good mood you're already in a mood to go on a date right I, I like right you know that time works for you yeah and you can like you know, you can carve out that time specifically and then it's not, oh, well, where do you want to go? And then, you know, you're like trying to figure out what neighborhood works for you guys. And then you realize that they live in like freaking Harlem and you live in Southside Brooklyn somewhere and yeah. like, trying to figure out a convenient place. Like you've already agreed to the time. You've already agreed to the neighborhood. So it's not like it will we go on a date? It's like you're playing the game to go on a date in yeah. the very immediate future. Yeah. It's really great interface too. Like I love that there's no ads or like there's no tiers of like you trying to like level up or pay more and you oh get more God. matches. Yeah. Like a lot of dating apps, especially the ones trying to compete with Tinder, like the league, they have all this exclusive content that Ugh. you only have to pay for. And it's ridiculous. Like the pricing yeah. is ridiculous. Like it's extremely expensive. I mean, I pay for like Tinder premium or plus or whatever. I don't go for the top tier gold, but like that is like what five bucks a month 
month if you're a girl or something. And for me, that's a good investment because I just swipe ridiculously that backtracking is an option I love. I'm not using it for the super likes, which you get like five a day. Right. Um, I like it for the, the rewind option. But there's no, like, kind of exclusive tier. It doesn't matter if you have money. Like, you can use the app for free and find a date without crazy, annoying ads or someone telling you to, like, level up every two seconds. Yeah. It's very, like, non-invasive in that way. So I would say the 15 minutes is really, really hard for me to find somebody, which is why I haven't yet been on a bounce date. So I, I mean, when I did it, granted, I selected, like, a good amount of neighborhoods and it was a Saturday. I think most people are generally up to go on a date on a Saturday evening. So, um, I think I matched with someone like maybe six, seven minutes in. Oh, actually we started late because we were both so ready to do it at four 30. You were recording episode of and the podcast. we were recording <laughs> and completely overshot it. So we started at like four 43 mm-hmm. or something with like two minutes left. Actually. Yeah, that's what it was. So I managed to find someone in, like, a minute, (laughs) which, like, sorry, that sounds like a humble brag. Um, But, yeah, so... So how was the bounce date, though? Eh. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, like, everything up to getting to the date was great, right? Like, you know, bounce, great, whatever, got us there. But got there, met the guy... Um, the bar that Bounce had chosen actually just happened to be, like, pretty crowded, Mm -hmm. which, um, then made us have to, like, walk a little bit and, like, find another bar, which was fine. We found a place literally, like, three doors down. But it was, like, a quiet, like, kind of well-lit wine bar, and so we sat up at the bar, and we talked for, like, a while. We had a few rounds of drinks. We had some apps. We talked for, like, seemingly forever. But he just, like, he was just a very vanilla Mm. person. He just, like, wasn't super interesting. I felt like I was, like, talking and, like, leading the conversation the entire time. There wasn't really any kind of, like, I don't know. I wasn't laughing at all, like, except at my own jokes. Yeah. And he just, like, it was just, it was just a very meh date, which is fine. I mean, that happens. So, I mean, and then we went back to the first place. We had another round there. And then at that point, I was just, like, tired. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. He, like, walked me to my Uber. I hit him with a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. He was like, can we exchange numbers? I reluctantly said yes and then ghosted him, which is my bad. Um, (laughs) But, like, also, like... You're not going to meet your soulmate on a first date on a first date gap. Like, whatever. Not every time. You might. You absolutely might. Totally. But, like, you won't every single time. No, which is, like, fair enough. Statistics. It's a numbers game. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was fine. But, like, the date itself was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't the right person for it. Yeah. Fair so. enough. And I'm definitely going to give it another try. Like I said, there's been a couple. I think I wanted to bounce this week. And I already had a date lined up. Um for this week, uh, which was yesterday. So it was actually supposed to be tonight, which is tonight's Friday. And we're recording episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's like 11 p.m. So, <laughs> oh, God, it is. It is. Um, so I wanted to record the podcast and not go on a date tonight. So I b- pushed it to Thursday, which was a bounce night. So I was like, OK, I'm not going to do bounce tonight. I'm just going to move this date up, which is why I didn't do bounce. But I really want, do want to, like, give it another go um, and, like, 
definitely find a match for me. It's just I'm pretty picky, and then I and when I do like someone, I think also that the counting down timer is really like stressful for people. And also, you kind of want like any, like any dating app, you want to see all your options, and you don't want to like concede I know. early on. You're like, what if my perfect match is one minute away? I know, <laughs> and then you get desperate towards the end. You're just like, okay, anybody. Well, that goes back to like the the documentary. Um, swiped swiped yeah the swipe documentary where it talks about how like you know tinder is just like this game and it's like you sit there and you have this like endless like number of matches but you're not actually going on dates with them whereas like this like it's like okay if you're if you're saying yes to this person you are going out with them yeah if they say yes to you too yeah and so it takes away like the you know forever swiping and, and not actually taking any action yeah well that brings me to my date this week the one i mentioned yesterday mm. it's fresh in my mind I now officially have a new worst date. <laughs> we talked Dun-dun-dun. about on the podcast. Like, what was your worst first date? Well, now I have a new worst first date. And t- uh, let me tell you, a lot will have to happen to have a worse first date than this. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was probably his worst first date, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough. I'm sorry. I know the story already. I'll let you I'll let you uh, tell it. OK, so um, we matched on Hinge and he was very into like messaging on the app. And then he was it was during like it's Christmas time now. Right. Post Christmas. So we matched before Christmas he's not from New York and I am so he was in another state and like super far away and uh, he was coming back this week so we made a plan after texting messaging then exchanging numbers then texting and I literally had to say to him once we had a date planned like we were going on a date this day which is a week in advance and he was still messaging me I had to say like okay I'll text you next week near our date yeah and then um, New Year's happened he hit me with the happy New Year's text Ugh. which is so cringe it's just like the most pathetic thing to do and totally turned me off but I was like whatever we have already the state planned like I'm not gonna like knock on this date like he's interested in me he clearly wants to like meet me and like he seems pretty whatever like interesting as well so I was like whatever I choose a restaurant I choose a neighborhood and I have kind of my usual neighborhoods which is like Flatiron um or like somewhere in Brooklyn but I, I really or West Village so I decided to do East Village to do something new went to this place called uh Saki uh Decimal Saki Bar which is fucking amazing super divey in a basement like Ooh, put that on our map I know I will and check out our dating recommendation map quick plug on our website not your girlfriend's podcast it's for amazing all our first date recommendations all of our like tried and tested Yes. Amazing spots. We've, all, we've personally been to first dates at every single one of these bars and probably more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll see us. Maybe you won't even know who we are if you hear us ordering or yelling at a waiter. I don't know. No, we will you never yell at a waiter. Our voice. <laughs> don't you dare blow up our spot. <laughs> no, yeah, don't. If you do, rec- I mean, who would ever recognize I would be over? so, like, I'd be so flattered if someone, like, recognized my voice and came over. Give him a tall Americano. <gasps> Is that B? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but it's super cool spot. I'm definitely put on our date recommendations. So I chose it because I, I even asked him, like, do you like Japanese food? He's like, oh, not re- never really been. But yeah, I'm down. And I was like, OK. Like, I asked him if he was all right with this. He said, yeah. And um, I got there a bit early and I was waiting for him to come and order a drink, which I never really do. But it was a sake bar place. So it was more cost efficient to, like, split a bottle yeah. of sake. So I already had the sake bottle, like, picked out by the time he got there. And he got there, like, five minutes late, which is whatever we got seated I was like oh, okay so like what kind of sake do you like like sparkling cloudy you know dry sweet 
he was like, oh, I've never had sake before. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I already have a bottle picked out. If that's cool with you, like, you know, we can split this. And he was like, yeah, okay. Order the sake bottle. And we get to talking. And he, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's so specific, but like, okay, he worked. No, please get so specific. He, so he, um, in like a master's program, he's specializing in the Holocaust. <laughs> so we spent five that's, minutes. Okay. And I was like, oh, so, like, are you Jewish? And he was like, no. I was like, okay. Uh, (laughs) But you want to learn about, like, fair enough. The Holocaust is a super important thing to, like, learn about. But, like, dedicating your life's work to the Holocaust (sighs) without also being Jewish. I was like, maybe you're, my sister did the funniest thing to me. She, she, I told her the story. She's like, maybe he was German. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is, like, German guilt, Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so whatever, we talked about that for a bit. We talked about my job. Then um it was a bit of like a lull in the conversation and I kind of hit him with my usual first date questions. And you all listen to the pod. Elle, you know me. We go on a lot of first dates. I've been on like I actually cannot give you a number of first dates I've been on. That's how many first dates I've been on. Ooh, we should try to count sometimes. I actually can't shouldn't. I can't. I cannot even I'm overwhelmed at the thought. I would okay, I would guesstimate like small ballpark fifty at least, right? And I've asked this question maybe on like on Twitter like specifically what you've asked it on Twitter oh I've asked this question on how many first dates you've been on yeah uh, on Twitter but also I asked the questions I w- I'm about to tell you mm. to him on pretty much all of my first or second dates like not crazy questions so the first one was what was your longest relationship which I think is a pretty fair question to I think ask that's somebody. fair I agree so he's 25 I'm 25 he says three months and the red flag deal breaker kind of thing. Right. I was like, it's a bit of a red flag, but I didn't push him on it. Cause I was like, whatever, maybe he's focusing on his studies. He didn't give an explanation why he was, he was kind of like, Oh yeah, I was like in high school, like whatever. So maybe that's a bit of an explanation. And I didn't like push him on that. And then our food comes and he doesn't know what anything is. Cause I ordered everything. Cause I was like, Oh, like what kind of Japanese food do you like? And yes, I'm a foodie. I'm a Japanese foodie. It sounds like such a dick, but like, I love Japanese food. I know exactly how to order ramen, sushi, isekaya, everything. So it was an isekaya bar. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, if you have any, like, allergies, like, anything gluten-free, like, whatever, you pescatarian. Speak up now or forever hold your peace. And he was, like, cool with everything. I was like, okay, I'll choose, like, a couple dishes. We can share it. So the dishes come and he's having trouble with chopsticks. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I was like, I teach him how to use chopsticks. I was like, you know, hold it towards you know, closer to the end. And you have more control. And then he, there's even like a cute bit where he like, I was like, no, your first bite needs to be perfect. So like I take his chopsticks and I like take his, make his first bite and like feed it to him. I thought it was like pretty cute, pretty flirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I ask maybe him maybe a little emasculating from his point of view but maybe up for interpretation I mean learn how to use chopsticks you're 25 years old counter I mm, okay I want to agree with you because I also very deeply enjoy Asian cuisine Japanese food all of the like but I do know a lot of adult men who don't really feel comfortable using chopsticks and will ask for a fork because well, I don't think fair enough ask yeah. for a fork but yeah he didn't do that either right so um I hit him with one of my usual questions I, I literally am in first aid default mode at this point because he's not giving me too much um so I was like oh like how long has it been since you had sex which I think is a pretty maybe it's like a bit hot button but it's also like a flirty question mm-hmm. in mine 
I got some issues with that one. Why? Um, okay, so actually when you first told No, me- I, I said, how long has it, how, what's the longest you've gone without okay, having okay. sex? Not okay. when's the last time you had sex. What's so, the longest you've gone without having I sex? I have to say, both of those variations of that question are a little intense maybe for a first date for a lot of people. Like us, like we're pretty open and but pretty candid. Not, but again, but, I've asked this on literally every first or second date I've been on and people have no qualms like answering it. Like no, none of the guys ever asked acted towards like hostility or it was like, oh, you're fucking weird. Why do you care about that? And I don't put it and I don't frame it in the jealous mindset at all. I'm just like, oh, let's talk about something. Like, let's talk about sex and make it like fun. Like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, if I were on a first date and a guy asked me, what was the question? The what was the longest you've gone without having sex? Yeah. I mean, if a guy asked me that, I wouldn't be like, it's not like I would be like ashamed of my answer. I would be like, almost like felt, I would almost feel like I was on the spot. Mm. And then I would maybe overthink like how he would interpret it. Yeah. And then I'd like, honestly, I'd be like racking my brain to like figure it out. And I'd probably like. Three days. <laughs> No, I mean, like... What's the longest you have actually been without having sex? Answer the question. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the um, spot now. Be okay. on my date. Okay, so from the time I became sexually active... Yeah. Um, ...to now, probably, like, a little over a year? That's fair. I mean, whatever. I think, for me, it's probably... <sighs> I don't know, like, three months, maybe, tops. Really? Yeah. So even, like, after your first time, like, at the end of high school? Mm, no, 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 no. I was on a gap year, and I didn't have sex for a while. So maybe, I would say four or five months. Okay. The longest. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But but still, like, if a guy asked me that on a first date, like, I would probably freak out for a second and then wonder what his intentions for asking the question are because like you may have been asking it in like a flirty fun like let's like normalize talking about sex kind of way but I think that one could wonder what the intentions behind that are and if there are any other lurking questions that are attached to that well the lurking question is I want to well after you say your relationship is three months yeah I'm thinking like so at least are you sexually active? Like right. I, I wanted some confirmation or something. So he was like three to four years. So I'm thinking there's no gauge to three to four years. I'm thinking it's more four years. And he's not like emphasize like not like explaining why he's not like changing the subject he didn't even have to say three to four years he could he'd say it's been a while and then change the subject he could have said anything else like it's such an open kind of response like you could easily joke it off and we're eating dinner and drinking like it's like there's so much other shit we can talk about but even the reason these what questions came up is because i felt a lull in the conversation that i was like okay let me just try to resurrect it somehow so i was like so then i was less left to my own devices like literally like what am i gonna do with that and i was like oh okay like yeah that's a while um and I was just like I don't know awkwardly like there just kind of like B don't you dare filter yourself because when you called me last night <laughs> and told me this story I w- you told me that you asked him the question he answered three to four years and you were like are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, I didn't say, I did not say, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. But you said like, to the effect of like, that's really weird. You're an anomaly. You said, no, 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 I said that when he, okay, don't jump to the end of the story. Okay. Cause that's, that's towards the end. Okay. Okay. So, fine. Um, I was just trying to 
like talk about it in any way I was like oh like that's like definitely a while is there any like reason why like I mean and then I asked him specifically oh were you in New York the entire time because I would understand if like he was not in New York and he's like oh yeah for a year of that I was like back home in this small ass town in the Midwest okay and I was like, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. You know, and I I literally left it at that. And we're just like, it's just like, that's just still kind of in the air. And then he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And I was like, wait, like, we're literally like the food like came like 10 minutes ago. We're halfway through this bottle of sake. He's like, yeah, I'm going to leave. And I was like, uh, why? And he's like, I think you've been making fun of me the entire time I've been here. And I am like, just going to go. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, um, I want you like you can just demo me like my half and um yeah I'm gonna leave and I was like in shock I was like wait you're not serious are you and he's like yeah I am and I was like you know like any girl you go on a date with this stuff is gonna come up eventually like you have to be comfortable ask uh, talking about this stuff and he's like getting up putting on his jacket and it's one of these like tiny New York restaurants where the people sitting next to you is like six inches away on right. either side so uh, he's getting up and leaving. Like the people next to me on my right are like, what the fuck is he doing? And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And I and he's like walking away. I was like, you can't be serious right now. He's like, yeah, I am. And then he gets up and he leaves. And as he leaves, I was like, you fucking asshole. Because I shouted to have the restaurant. It's a crowded divey place. But like the people next to me heard. And I was just like in shock and I started tearing up because like I, I I get when I'm upset, like mad, I start to cry. Like it's just one of those uncontrollable. Yeah, I know. We're, we're the same in that way. Yeah. Uncontrollable, like kind of body reactions. So I started like, I don't know, I started tearing up because A, I was in shock. B, I, this has never happened to me before. Uh, not to like, like downgrade him or whatever, but like he definitely was not like super attractive. He definitely like I was definitely like the more attractive one, the more interesting one. And to like have someone like that walk on a date with me obviously it hits your ego a bit and your confidence and also like I was like what the fuck am I gonna do now was my first initial thought like I have half a bottle of sake left and half this fucking meal in front of me and I'm alone at a restaurant in New York City like it just it was like really fucking horrible I started tearing up and the girl next to me and the guy next to me was like whoa like what just happened are you right and I was like I started explaining like he just left we were on a first date like I don't know what happened and I'm like tearing up really embarrassingly and the girl who sat on my side of the table like we're on a bench side she's like oh do you need a hug and I was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I hugged this stranger and they're like they're so nice and they like say like hey like join us you know for the rest of your dinner and so we move the tables together and I share my sake with them and we just like talk about like they're around our age as well like they're she's 25 I think he's around the same age and they weren't on a date they were like friends catching up over drinks so yeah they were super nice about it and end up being friends and follow them on Instagram and told them about the pod and um bought them a pack of cigarettes and had we all had a cigarette together after so that's wholesome it's very wholesome it had, it had a nice ending we got a new podcast listener I made two new friends in New York which never happens um but yeah uh, oh and so about the dinner bill I of course had to pay it and <laughs> these Japanese waiters were like oh okay just you and I was like yes just me giving them the card they're like oh you're alone and I was like yes Jesus Christ I'm alone <laughs> I thought it's like an unspoken Japanese thing where you don't mention this right. left you you're eating alone so um they run my card and the entire thing is like 84 85 dollars with tax and so 
in this basement, of course, in New York, you don't have service. So he, when I get upstairs outside and we're smoking, he texts, he sends me his Vemo. And then like 10 minutes later, he te- texts me, I'm only paying for my half, exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? Exclamation points really add some color to that. And I was like, okay, what? Like, first of all, like, no, you He's like angrily screaming at his phone. You revoked the right to split this dinner with me when you walked out of this dinner. Like, fuck you. Like, you've left me like to the embarrassment. If I didn't become friends with those people next to me, I would have sat there alone. Like, how fucking horrible is that? Like, yes. Like, I don't think I was insulting him or his work or his life or his choices. I wasn't like, whoa, that's shit. Laughing hysterically at okay, everything he wait, did. But when was the point when you called him an anomaly? Our um, listeners are dying to know. Oh, um, I said... You know that's anomaly when he was getting up and leaving. Like, right before I called him an asshole with his jacket on when I realized he wasn't joking. So then the guy who I met of this, like, two friends, he was like, you should say, because he's, like, hadn't had sex for three to four years. So, like, you should say for, like, a here's to another four years when you Remo request him. So I Remo requested him for the full amount. I was like, this is half, two exclamation points. Here's <laughs> to another four years, four exclamation points. <gasps> And he completed it because he's an idiot oh and he deserves God. to because he left me to eat alone and like be fucking feel shitty. So I at least got my dinner paid for and whatever. I don't really give a fuck if people think I'm a horrible person because the way he made me feel was horrible. And you're not a child. You are a grown up on a dating app. If you like, I think we've all been there. We've been on dates where we know immediately it's not a match or it's not perfect. But yeah, you sit through dinner, you sit through drinks or and this wasn't even dinner dinner. It was like, we're going to have some drinks and split like three tiny like apps. That was literally what that was. You can't even stay through fucking apps. He could have just held his tongue. We could have split the dinner or whatever drinks and then left amicably and like, you know, mutually ghosted a regular fucking experience. But he had to be a drama queen and get up and fucking leave. And to me, that seems really immature. And it really I mean, it doesn't speak. It speaks more of like his insecurity. I think with those answers, like he felt insecure giving those answers. At least that's what I in retrospect, I guarantee it's been a day I can kind of like he probably wasn't happy with the answers he was giving and felt like a bit like lame or felt like it wasn't like good enough or maybe he hasn't been on a date in a while and yeah I'm making up excuses for his shitty behavior but like I'm trying to see it from his perspective but it was shitty behavior I've been on much more worse dates than that but people like not no I haven't but like I've been on less matched dates than that and they've been decent people not to just like can you well, that's what a child does like, I don't want to do something anymore I just get up and leave like who fucking does that on a grown ass 25 year old adult mm. I, I, honestly I, I know when I'm being rude I know like a person that is not everyone's cup of tea I totally get that but I don't think I know what I'm being mean and I was not being mean so what have we learned <laughs> I don't from this experience. I don't. Um, New Yorkers okay, are the best, things. amazing people in the world. Not my takeaway. But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what I take away from this is like a rule that I personally hold near and dear, which is do not have dinner with someone on the first date. I agree, but I was starving. Okay, and, and that's it was fair. Apps. And that's fair, but but for me, and maybe just as like a lesson going forward. First dates, I feel like you should you should meet someone for a drink somewhere, feel it out, 
see how things go over the course of that first drink before you like commit to a full dinner experience because we've all been there where you like commit to something that's like a long haul activity and then things don't pan out and you're sitting there like awkwardly like half in silence and like tugging you know pulling teeth for like an hour so yeah I get that L, but like also from start to finish it lasted 30 minutes yeah that's still a drink somewhere that's less than a drink somewhere it lasted 30 minutes because he left halfway through yeah the full right exactly point I'm making is if like in the future if next time you just go for a drink somewhere before like sitting down and like committing to a full dinner within the first you know within that 30 minute first drink you it would have shaken out that like okay this is not going anywhere and you would have just been left with a drink yeah I know hindsight's 2020 I'm like talking about like what you can do and what our listeners can do to make sure that, like, you don't end up in a similar situation. Yeah, no, I definitely, if I wasn't, like, fucking starving, I would have just met there for drinks. And also, the reason why I even chose, like, a a foodie kind of place was because, um, oh, we, like, he was really, really, really keen on me. Like, he was, like, like so much texting me that I was like okay like you clearly can hang out with me for an hour at least that it takes us to get food and have some drinks but obviously I was wrong but I do I do agree that I usually do stick to drinks I think everyone should definitely stick for drinks yeah and or like go somewhere where you can get drinks and then food is like like small food Yeah. yeah yeah and I love a good tapas spot I love like a good bar that has good like nauseous but, like, somewhere where you can start slow and then, like, yeah. feel out if that's, like, the right move. I'm also curious, like, when you were planning the actual date, I mean, did he did he have any kind of feedback? Or was he just like, yeah, like, whatever you're up for. Like, did he make any suggestions first? No. And I, I asked him, are you cool with Japanese? I know a place in the East Village. I want to really try. And he was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. I, like, literally, I asked him. Like, I asked him before I chose the place. Right, and he said that, like, he'd never really had it. No, like, like, okay, on the date, he, I didn't realize how apparent it was that he didn't have it. Like, he agreed to have Japanese, and then he had no idea about Japanese. Right. (laughs) Well, you said, well, you said that, like, when you asked him, like, are you cool with Japanese, he was like, I've never really had it, but I'm down to try it. I can't even tell you anymore, because he fucking unmatched me on Hinge before I can take screenshots of our combo. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so maybe another another takeaway, like we've talked about this before, like doing something that's in your comfort zone on a first date. So like maybe like that, that's from, not my fault. No, though. no, 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 that's not your fault. This is a critique for him. Yeah. Um, if he's out there listening, somehow stumbled upon <laughs> us. But for any other listeners, I mean, so you don't find yourself in a similar situation, you know, picking something that you're comfortable with and knowing that even if you have like an amazing connection with someone before you've ever met for the first time giving yourself like the just that little bit of like of a safety net of like picking something that you're in your comfort zone doing and then knowing that you know what you can do something adventurous and like explore something new on a later date if things work out yeah so like for for him maybe he could have you know, thought to himself, yeah, I maybe don't know what I'm getting myself into. So let me pick something that I kind of do know a bar that I like maybe, or like, you know, even just like a cuisine that I'm familiar with and not like dive all in. And then he wouldn't have felt like, so like just, you know, unhinged and uh, no pun intended. (laughs) Unhinged. (laughs) Sorry, is that too soon? (laughs) No, <laughs> like that was in poor taste. Um, yeah, no, I, you I, know? I agree. I, if 
someone suggests something that you're not comfortable with or cuisine you don't know, like Google the menu, watch a YouTube video if you really like the person or counter suggest like that's totally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like countering is, I think, an important thing to do. And like, yeah, also like sort of on the topic of countering. I mean, he could have not answered the questions that you asked if he was uncomfortable answering them. Yeah. Or he could have talked about the questions. Like, he could have given you a reaction to the questions themselves. Like, he could have asked me the questions back. At no point did he even do that. Like, oh, weird. So then it's not a conversation. It's like an interview. Like, I asked him, like, oh, what's your longest relationship? Three months. Did he ask me that after that? No. He didn't even ask me what my longest relationship was. Like, it was, it was like, I don't even know. And it wasn't, if he was visibly upset, I would have picked up on that. I read people pretty well, but I went to a sidebar on that. Oh my God. I do not want to hear about the freaking spy experience again. I went to the spy museum. This is the third episode we're talking about the spy museum on. I feel like it is. I'm going to fact check this Dude, I paid $40. I'm going to fucking talk you about it. I'm not even sponsored by that. Guys, B is a bonafide spy. Okay. Nope. I rated number one on deception and reading people and knowing when they're lying. There's a whole bit of it, which is really fun to do. They do it on Fridays where it's only adults, no kids running around. You get a free cocktail. Um... (laughs) But there's a whole point where you're, like, reading people, and you're watching them, and you get to tell if they're lying or not, and I got, like, all of them right. So I would have known if he was, like, upset or getting upset, and I didn't get that at all. I just kind of, I don't know. To me, it wasn't, uh, to me, I wasn't, again, every, you don't know what another person's experience is, and I hate to make excuses for him at the end of the day being a dick, (laughs) It really just was really fucking rude. I don't think I was being rude. And maybe I emasculated him. Maybe he felt he was out of his comfort zone. Maybe he, I don't know what the fuck, like, happened. But... I mean, and we also, I mean, so we talked about this in, like, just trying to understand, like, how this happened. Yeah. So when you called me last night and I asked you, okay, well, where the fuck is this guy from? You said he's, like, from the Midwest. And I think that, like... We're pretty woke as far as, like, people go, and also as far as, like, New Yorkers go. Like, New Yorkers in general are, like, I think we're, we're pretty unabashed. Like, we're yeah. pretty okay with, That's like, our bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty okay with, like, saying what's on our mind, asking difficult questions, like, being very upfront. And I don't think the rest of the country is like that. I don't, I don't think the rest of the world is like that. I, yeah, so I think that... You might have been, like, a big dose of New Yorker for this, like, poor Midwesterner who, you know, just happened to find himself on a date with you. That's true. And I guess if you you don't go on dates a lot, I'm not, I don't know, like, I've been on a lot of dates with guys and I even asked, like, like, even with that episode with uh, Saturdays for the Boys with Jay and R, Jay was like, no, yeah, you'd be a great first date. Like, you know, you choose a great restaurant. We'll have a great chat. Like, that is, you know, they said something rude. But, like, <laughs> 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 but, but the point is, like, I, I am a good first date. I know that confident in myself. But, like, you know, it kind of, like, shook my confidence a bit when someone walks out on you midway through a date. It's really upsetting even to somebody who is woke and who is confident as I am. I think I'm probably one of the more confident people that most people know to the point of cocky that like it literally shook me so hard to the point that I like cried at a restaurant. So that's embarrassing. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've ever 
walked out in the middle of a date? No, I definitely have. I, I have before, but was that fucking rude Trump supporter? Yeah. When I yeah. was visibly upset, like, right. and he did things to piss me off. Right. So, yeah, that was, like, that's when I walked out on a date. And I didn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. It was, um, it was a crazy, crazy experience. And I have, I don't know how to avoid it, I guess. I kind of felt something was a bit off when I was messaging him because I was like why is this guy so into messaging it was like it was it was weird it was weird like someone who's known the dating scene and we all know the fuck boys and like kind of fuck girls and like playing the game yeah 100% true but to be said you have to know how to play the game a little bit to know what's normal and what's not normal right and right. The, the rate of messaging was not normal that it raised a bit of a flag in my mind it's true it's true we all know like that person who gets on dating apps for the first time after either just having never been on them before or just getting out of a relationship and they just don't really know the rules of engagement. So they like text someone a lot. Like they're just, they don't realize that it's like, this is something they're going to have to get used to. So they put a lot of emotional investment into each interaction with a person. And those are the people that get like very let down when like something doesn't pan out or that person ghosts on them or they never make it to a first date. Yeah. Until they learn, until they've seen it enough times. In my mind, it could have gone two ways. Um, He could have either stalked me and killed me, or he could have really hated me and walked out on a date, I guess. So I'm I'm glad it ended with the the latter. Yeah, I guess so. Wait, former? Wait. (laughs) I don't want him to kill me. (laughs) Just to be abundantly clear. Former? I don't know. I can't remember which one I said first. Uh, Wait, the latter, the latter. The latter. The latter. But yeah, uh, it was, and in that regard, that was my first date of 2019. And I was like, wow, after like taking a bit of a break, because it was Christmas and New Year's and holiday bullshittery, everyone was out of the city or home. I, uh, it was was quite shocking to have that as my first date of 2019. I was like, wow, this sucks. Mm. Yeah, 2019 starting off really shitty for a lot of us. Yeah, but fuck that. Like your first fucking coffee, your first they, the job, the first date you go on in 2019 is not a reflection of the rest of the year. year no, it's year. not. It's not. And that's, and, and that's what I meant by that. Like, yeah. I've got like friends who are very sick right now, like friends who are doing terrible, you know, doing terribly. I hate my job and my life and kind of want to <laughs> die every day. Yeah. So we're, we're all in a pit of despair in different ways, I guess. But, but Al, that's it's not, not uphill. it's not everything that's going bad in your life. What else is going in yes, your life? That's true. Let's speak of you. That's true true my life has uh, <laughs> taken a positive turn in the relationship kind of realm let us hear okay so um i am seeing someone right now um it's i think i briefly mentioned him before because we <laughs> went on a date we've been mentioning him for a couple episodes okay a couple maybe i did mention that he our first date, he took me to the Velvet Underground um, exhibit, which was awesome because that's, like, one of my favorite bands ever. Um, and it was, like, just a really, like, it was a cool first date to do something other than, like, dinner or drinks. And we ended up, like, doing dinner and drinks afterwards. So kind of all my favorite things rolled into one. Um, but, yeah, we've, like, known each other for a couple years and never dated. Um he asked me out a few years ago and I turned him down and then after all this time I was like 
might as well give it a shot because I don't know we we've still like had chemistry after all this time and like we would always like see each other and like kind of be flirty kind of get drunk in each other's presence and almost end up going home together but not yeah so we've been seeing each other for a Mm, I don't know how long now maybe a, a little over a month or so but recently I like met all his friends for when um that was the week before Christmas um he like had a party and I went to that um and that was kind of a big deal because I crossed burrows for him mm. um which I hardly ever do so Briefly, this guy is the guy we've talked about, the Velvet Underground guy. You've known him for the last, how many years? Almost three. Three years. So you've known him for three years. It's, you guys have been friends, flirty friends. And then who reached out first for this, like, Velvet Underground date? Um, So we actually ran into each other in a social setting. And, um... We were talking and he asked me like, he asked me like what music I'm listening to currently. And I was like, well, I'm listening to like the same playlist I always listen to, which is like, it's a mix of like Velvet Underground and like a bunch of like other kind of like alternative and like grungy stuff. And um, he was like, oh, I started, I started listening to them recently. And then I told him about the exhibit and then we like just kept talking and and this is the guy also your first date was right after you ended stuff with the nice guy i quote unquote oh my god the nice guy he was he was nice (laughs) that was all Elle could say about him when anyone asked her and we talked about this guy yeah because he sucks saturdays for the boys we talked about it when falling in luck girls were on our episode he was like he was there kind of in the background for like two three months for a while but you didn't go on a lot of dates with this dude okay literally like five dates over the course of three months right and then things kind of ended with him and then the same week you decided to give this other dude a go yeah so yeah so okay so we had run into each other at this thing we're talking about music and we talk about the exhibit and I don't know I had kind of been like thinking it for like a little while because like I had seen him again like recently prior to that I don't know it had kind of been on my mind but like I don't know I guess in the moment I was kind of just like all right, maybe we should go out sometime. So how did the date end, the first date end? Um, it ended with him walking me to the subway, and I kissed him goodnight. Good kiss? It was a good kiss. Okay. Um, but it was like, a, it was like, I don't know, we have this, like, we have this, like, funny, like, weird dynamic where it's like, we, like, we've, we've made out before, like, we've had all this flirtation before. We've, like, gotten up to the point of, like, almost drunkenly taking an Uber, like, back to one of our places together before. Mm-hmm. But, like, after all this time, like, it had never happened. So right. it's, like, now, like, that things are happening. Like, there's... I don't even... I can't even, like, fully explain what it is, but it's, like, almost just, like, this feeling that, like... I don't know, like... <laughs> Uh, it's, like, finally happening. Timing, I guess, is right. Maybe it's timing. Maybe. So what did you do for your second date? Mm, so second date, I actually, like, messaged him out of the blue one day. And, like, I knew that we were both going to this event. Um, and I messaged him, and I was like, what are you doing after the event? Want to grab a bite? 
So we went to this um, Korean spot that I really like near Union Square. It's called Barnju. It's oh, you on love our, that place. I do love Barnju. It's on <laughs> our... brought me there. <laughs> yeah, it's on our list as well. They have a great, like, happy hour. They've got, like, great cocktails. And then they've got, like, small plates on happy hour. And I love any place that has, like, small plates, like, tapas-style kind of food. So we did that. And then we had talked about skee-ball, like in passing before that so he like before we met to go out that night he sent me this list that was like the best like ski ball spots in manhattan that was the week we decided to like let's do an activity date this week right actually no we decided on doing the activity date after i went on this ski ball date with him okay i think no, I think you did it. I think, yeah, yeah. We just we decided that week we're like, oh, we'll do activity date this week because we're bored. Yeah, and you did ski ball and I did um, a barcade. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, but it was like great because he actually proposed the ski ball. Like he sent me really? the list of like fifteen best ski ball spots in the city, and then I was like, wait, wait, wait. I know a great place right around the corner from Barnju, and so then that's how we ended up going to Barnju, and then we played ski ball after, and so that was like. A lot of fun. And then I think we went on like one or two other dates in between. And then he invited me to this party. And like immediately, like my reaction was like, no, I'm not going to Queens. (laughs) But um, it's also my reaction. Yeah. But he talked me into it and I'm glad I went. I like met all his friends and like it was like. So you remember when I was like seeing the nice guy and like I kept like hoping that the pivotal point would be when he came to my housewarming and you know, hoped that he would be there, like, as, like, you know, my, like, person and... Right, like, as a plus one. Right, as my plus one. Exactly. And, like, meet my friends and, like, be very, like, I don't know, affectionate towards me and, like, be more of, like, the role of person I'm seeing. And he just absolutely wasn't, like, showed up with, like, a group of his friends and, like, was kind of a dick to me all night and kept, like, making jokes at my expense and then that whole night ended in like him making a really rude comment in front of his friends and like the whole thing blew up but this guy literally like did the complete opposite and like checked all the boxes that nice guy didn't check like he was super affectionate to me super attentive like made me drinks like looked up an actual Um, Like, he kind of, like, knew what kinds of cocktails I liked. And so he looked up cocktail recipes, and he was like, I'm going to make you one of these. Oh, sweet. And, like, let me pick one out and, like, searched everywhere to find the ingredients for it. Um, And so I got there, and he told me to show up early so he could make me them. And, like, he made me them, like, introduced me to his friends in, like, an intimate setting before everyone else showed up. And, like, like really just, like, checked all the boxes, and it was, like, a really great night. That's right. Did you sleep with him that night? No. Oh. Yeah. So... I mean, and again, it's, like, another thing where, like, because we've known each other for so long and we know each other, like, outside of, like, a dating app or, you know, anything like that, there's this, like, weird dynamic. So, I mean, and it's not a weird dynamic. It's, like, we're, we're trying not to rush things. Yeah. I guess because we're both aware that, like, we know each other and, like, we're real people. We're not just, like, you know, a hot 
person you met on like an app that you're now like trying to sleep with yeah and it's really hard to find that kind of connection these days like the person in your social group that you know because I feel like that sexual chemistry and that little build up is so important to growing to like somebody that if you just saw his profile you might not even swipe right you know but like because you know him in your life you know his personality and everything like that right and we've like got this chemistry we've got this banter and we've had it for so long building up um so yeah so where we're at now we like had kind of a talk last weekend um because it was like kind of the elephant in the room we like weren't even like calling it like we weren't even calling them dates Mm -hmm. we'd be like oh like when like what should we do next time we hang out or like something very you know like everything but calling it a date right um And so, like, last week, we went on a date. He took me ice skating. Cute. Which was super cute. And, like, actually, we both, like... Like, he played, um, he played hockey. I ice skated as a kid. So, like, we were both, like, very good at it. It wasn't, like, like the, you know, kind of, like, falling all over each other and, right. like, needing to help each other. Not like my ice skating date where right. I was like, being dragged along because right, I was so right. terrified of the ice. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> fine. Although he was leading, he was better than me. But I have to, I have to give the credit to that to my really shitty skates. But, yeah, it was really fun. And then we, like, had we had dinner after. And it was just, like, a really great date. And then we, like, talked. And we talked about the fact that, like, we're seeing each other. And, like, finally, you know, addressed it. This is before sleeping together? Yeah. Wow. We didn't even sleep together that night. Yeah. So we, like, had that talk. And then, like, the night ended. And then we spent New Year's together. Mm. Because my roommate got really, really sick, and we were supposed to be hosting, but she, like, obviously we couldn't have people over with her feeling really sick, so I texted him, and I was like, I'd like to spend New Year's with you, because he had asked me what I was doing. So I went to New Year's at his place, and spent the night, and we finally had sex. How was it? It was good. Oh my god, what is this? You like this girlish girl? Stop now? It. I, I know. Have to tell. I know. I know. It's so weird. It's like I. I'm fucked. Don't worry. We give you the PG version of this. I know. And if all our listeners are like, what? What are they going to wank to now? I know. <laughs> I know. I can't give you my dirty deets. It feels kind of sacred now because it's someone I actually like. Oh my god. Which is, I mean, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah, and it's like. As long as you were satisfied and he I was, was attentive. I was satisfied. He was satisfied. There was a lot of satisfaction going <laughs> around. <laughs> well, I'm glad some, uh, you were both satisfied. It's and I've, I've yet to meet this dude, guys. So uh, when I do, I guess I'll give you my full thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Elle's on the... After we said no to cuffing season, Elle's on the way to being cuffed. Yeah. Ironically. It's true. I didn't even, like, I don't know. Sometimes when you stop looking, things just fall into place. Fuck you. I know. I think I on behalf of everyone listening. I literally hate myself. I don't know who this girl. When you just stop looking, it just, like, falls into place. When you just, like, get off the apps and just, like, just, like, open your mind. (laughs) Fuck you. I know. I hate myself. It's so weird because, like, we were having that talk and, like, I, like, kept freezing, and I couldn't talk, and I'm usually, like, I'm so unafraid to tell a guy how I'm feeling and to specifically tell him, like, everything I'm thinking. I'm, like, totally uncensored in the bedroom and everything, usually. But I don't know. It's, like, having real-life history with this guy is, like, it's completely changing the game and I don't know no totally I think the real life history like kind of fucks up your perspective on things 
Um, I so I don't know if you you listeners remember if you're a throwback listener. Um, I know Elle does, but there is a high school kind of like bay, not really that we hooked up a bit in high school, and I tried to Snapchat him to reconnect, but he wasn't responding to my snaps, so I ended up texting him, and then finding out he lives in like a different city. So uh, that guy was actually he's from this like area and he came home to New York for Christmas and I tried to see him um, during Thanksgiving break when he was also home and we didn't end up meeting up. I wasn't like upset or like, uh, you know, expecting to see him, but like he was back for like four days and we didn't end up seeing each other. And that was the first time we spent all summer trying to like every time I, I was I happened to be in his city. He happened to be in New York. We like there was there was one weekend where I was at Bordy and then he ended up being Bordy the weekend before. Like we just kept missing oh each God. other the entire summer. So then we finally come to Thanksgiving break and he, I know he's home. We don't end up seeing each other. And this is like back and forth snapping here and there. Like, a couple Oh my times God, I know. We've talked about this guy so many times and it's been like so many near misses. Right. So at the point where we did meet up for Thanksgiving Eve, I was like, okay, he's obviously not that interested in me. He's not making time. So I'm just like, not going to talk to him. So he's been sending me snaps from Thanksgiving till Christmas. And I just haven't been, I'm opening them and not responding. Cause like, whatever. Um, Christmas day, I was feeling giving, charitable <laughs> mood. And he sends me a snap. I send him a snap back about like having a Christmas nap and we end up chatting and he's like, oh, well, he asked me about New Year's. I asked him about New Year's plans and he's like, oh, well, if we don't see each other for New Year's, like, let's meet for a drink sometime this week. And then I leave the ball in his court. I was like, "Okay, like you text me. And he texts me like. 10 minutes later and he's like hey like I'm free tonight after dinner or we can do something on Friday and I couldn't do Friday so I was like okay YOLO let's like do tonight and he wanted to see a bar in my area so we met like at a local bar and we had a few drinks and it was really weird because first of all I haven't really seen him in like seven years oh my god yeah I mean I obviously knew what he looked like his Facebook and Instagram and like he knows what I look like and we've basically we hooked up in high school never ended up becoming boyfriend girlfriend never slept together whatever we just like liked each other and then it just never turned into anything because I started dating my first boyfriend who I had a massive massive crush on so I don't know if it was a date or not and we have like a round of drinks each and then split two pitchers of beer oh my god (laughs) and like halfway through the date he says first like something about it being a date and I was like oh is it a date it's a date he he was like yeah I thought it was a date and I was like me too (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was really it was really cute and it was a lot of us just catching up about our friends and his friends and um just kind of like mutual people and just like about our each other's lives and in the time that we haven't seen each other he was in a long-term relationship I was in a long-term relationship in college um both of us and then we both broke out of those relationships. He moved to a new city. I moved back to New York. All this shit happened. So it was like, we're finally in the same place. Obviously, he still lives in the other city. He walks into my car and we're like making out and it was cold. And, and you were like, do you want to come inside? No, he was like, can we go in your car? And I was like, okay. So we're making in my car. I'm not really expecting us to have sex. Like I'm not planning that at all. And It just ends up turning into that. And, okay, the disappointing thing about this is really sad because after years and years of buildup, me talking about this for months, and we have sex, guaranteed it was in the car, and it was a very tiny car. It was the tiniest car in my house that I have. His dick was, like, 
small. (laughs) Not not micro penis small, just below average. And yes, it was car sex, so you can't really do like a lot of moves. It was like a compact car. So there's not a lot of options. I definitely woke up the next day with like a horrible kink in my neck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't think I've ever had sex in a car. Yeah, well, verb life. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm racking my brain. Yeah, I don't think I have. The best car to have sex in is either a minivan or SUV, you mm. know, for the listeners. So your parents' car. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was not either of those cars. It was a very small, compact car. So, yeah, um, a bit disappointing. But, again, it's not, like, so disappointing that, again, if we matched on, like, a dating app or something, I probably would not have given the time of day after. But because I know him and stuff, I was like, I'm going to say this is, like, a whatever first-time occurrence. And, like, I definitely will try it again. And uh, it was very weird because, like, usually, like, give guys their space and stuff and, like, let them text me. And then he texted me the next day, like, oh, how was your – or later that week, he's like, how was your friend's um, housewarming that I mentioned earlier? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's good. Like, I'm in the city tonight. He's like, oh, I'm in the city, too. I'm doing family stuff. I probably can't. Uh, and then I was like, oh, we can meet up for a drink later because I'm in the city, too, doing family stuff after. And he was like, oh, I don't know. Um, it usually runs pretty late. And I was like, oh, why are you, Why did you even start this conversation if we're not going to meet up? Like, ooh, oh, my God. He's throwing my rule right back at you. He's playing it. <laughs> why? Where you text someone, but you don't ask them to hang out. Well, like, why? Like, it's so annoying. (laughs) Because you're letting them know that you are not constantly available to their every beck and whim. Yeah, I get that. But, like, it was also, like, uh, we met up and we could possibly... You're only here for X amount of days. Like let's meet up and maybe try this again properly in a bed and it that never happened but um he did text me a bit and then um he snapchatted me when he left and I was like oh well I guess I'll see you next time like winky face so yeah there it is Mm -hmm. an update can we get an update on big dick energy there is no update on big dick energy god because i hate that guy we hate that guy i do not hate that guy he is not we we as in me and all of our listeners (laughs) i speak for our listeners no one's wrote wrote it that they hate him so if you feel like some sort of hate please i'm sorry you've not anyone i'm sorry you cannot say shit anyone please write in tweet us Instagram DM us. Find us on any form of social media. Find us in real life. Do something. Send us a sign to let us know that you hate Big Dick Energy. Okay, yeah. Um, the person, not the concept. He he was, um, he's from New York. Um, so he's kind of from around where I'm from, like maybe like 30 minutes away from where I grew up. So I know he was probably home for break but I didn't hit him up because A I was on my period and and B you have self respect mostly A (laughs) (laughs) if we're being completely frank here mostly A um I don't really have plans to hit him up unless I find myself in his neighborhood desperate for dick which is doesn't happen that often Mm because I'm not that deep in Bushwick anymore right right I like to be deep in something else you know what I mean (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) Lord help us. Uh, he's just so fit. And so terrible. Yes, yes, but sometimes you don't care. I think I'm just on my high horse because I, like... Yes, not uh, all of us are so lucky to find a good guy who's also good at dick. And, and like, treats you with respect and... 
I don't know, makes you feel like a worthy human being. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I've had my fair share of like terrible no, men. No, I know. I'm happy terrible, for you. Terrible, terrible men. I'm happy for you. So, yeah. Now I feel like I'm coming from a place of like being on my high horse, but no reason. Yeah. And you deserve someone super amazing who's going to treat you super amazing and not just do the very least. True. And I totally agree with that. Ella's also already planning our Valentine's Day episode with this dude. Stop it. No, I'm not. You are. Why not? He doesn't even fucking listen to the podcast. This might be the one episode I let him listen to. Oh, my good God. Well, he should know that you're already planning. No, he should. I'm not planning. I'm just hoping that this doesn't fizzle out within the next month. So, on on talk of Valentine's Day, because it's kind of coming up, are you expecting you don't need- to plan something, or do you want like do you want something no, planned I'm, for you, or I'm, do you like to plan it? I'm taking this day by day. Okay, going into it with no expectations. Bullshit. Yes, <laughs> yes. The thought may have crossed my mind. As I look at the calendar and see that we are in the month of January and February is naturally the next month after naturally. that. Naturally. Yes, it may have crossed my mind, but I have no expectations and I absolutely am not going to be the one to propose anything. Okay. Well, we have a whole episode planned for that, so stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to go on notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com to check out all our links to Instagram, Twitter, uh, like us on Facebook, and of course, uh, feel free to support us via Patreon, where we have tons of exclusive content, and we're actually right now going to record a cocktail episode, as we've had about two cocktails each. That's true. So the first one was a double. <laughs> it's going to be a really funny episode, and you only get access to the cocktail series of B&L if you subscribe on Patreon. Um, more than like five bucks a month which is whatever so skip one day of coffee there you go there you go you support the pods support local pods and you get to listen to this really junk episode we're about to do later yeah all right see you guys bye